Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about resistance training. Resistance training. We know in our physical bodies that it helps our bodies to be healthier when we do resistance training. We're practicing moving against obstacles, challenges, heavy things, resistance in our life. We know that it makes us stronger. It makes our bodies healthier when we do resistance training. Well, James chapter 4, verse 7 tells us to submit to God and resist the devil, and then he'll flee from you. So in a similar way, I think we can do some resistance training spiritually. So this is something God tells us to do. Submit to him, resist the devil. So we're going to be asking God for some help today to help us to grow stronger through resistance training here, to submit to God and get stronger at resisting him so that he flees from us. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running a, my personal training business, and my business was very up and down. I got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of going to a walk, for a walk with my wife around the neighborhood, telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22 just seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, Proverbs tells us that wisdom and understanding are the principal thing. So I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me taught me this whole new way of living, where we make him the source, we make him the center of it. Now, it wasn't always easy all the time, because I had to unlearn some old ways, had to learn how to do things a different way, had to operate my life in a different way. At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see God just continue to show up and come through over, again, over and over again, as my faith and my trust in him began to grow. I just began to document what he was taking me through the things that he was teaching me. And over the course of about 10 years, it turned into the series of books and courses and now partners that we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe God has shown me the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion has the ability to create a turning point in our life. It's what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's this opportunity to remember his sacrifice and all that he did for us. And we've got God with us now. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all these benefits that are found in the new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord. 
with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through, all that he suffered for us, but also remembering what his sacrifice means for us now, how it connects us back to God, gives us a personal relationship with him. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture, coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we've been talking about some physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you can fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. Getting more present today. Bringing our relationship with him into every area of our lives. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were steps and stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I believe there's a process. There's steps and stages. we got to learn how to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. To do things God's way. And very simply, I think it starts with just believing God's got something better for our life. 
better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And that's being willing to make him Lord, to begin to follow after his plan, to submit to him, to follow his leading. Then we got to learn to put off our old ways and to do things his way. As we just rest and trust in him, allowing his beautiful plan to unfold in our lives. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day we got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility, because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. Jesus says, you want to become great in the kingdom of heaven, you got to humble yourself like this little child. Just simple childlike faith and belief and humility. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today. Kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because it puts us in position to receive Everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver is running in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and it put up, he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity that we get to be in him today. We have access to God's spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. We've got fellowship with God and people. Purpose and grace, health and energy, time, resources, finances. It's all available to be received. But then we got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. We will become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, we've talked about this example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, a basket full of our praises to God. Praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our life. And to magnify the light. I believe it comes down to which basket are we going to fill up with our focus, our attention, our thoughts, our words, our meditation? Which basket are we going to fill up and put our focus on? To magnify the light, we can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, his mighty works that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify all that he's done for us in Christ. And just looking back at all that he's already done in our lives, because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Rather, it's in the face of those issues and problems. Choosing to praise God, put our focus on him. Because we trust that he can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness. Filling up that basket of the issues and problems by venting, complaining, pouting toiling away, trying to figure all those problems out. 
And that's where we need to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might have the tendency to retaliate at people or withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people, give them the silent treatment, isolate ourselves. There's a lack of fellowship with God and people. On the inside, you'll feel this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. you might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure on the inside just begins to drain all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're envisioning all these worst case scenarios, dreading things in the future, reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. It can become a pattern, a way of thinking. This vicious cycle that we keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work and all those good things begin to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace that if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around. I think it starts with getting more present, recognizing those symptoms. And then realizing God's available right now to help today. Just humbling ourselves before him. Father, I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else or forgive, we take those steps. Then we start praising and thanking him for his grace and his goodness. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough. To handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you, everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental, we got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us, but we got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And at the very top of my journal, I like to use some filters to help me stay in rhythm with God. Rhythm is one of the biggest keys to staying in step with him consistently. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. Things that needed to be done every day, every week, every month, and on the yearly cycle of feasts. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And walking in rhythm and walking in step with him is one of the biggest keys to staying tuned into him. And so I use these filters at the top as little reminders to keep me in rhythm with him. So I start with, what's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me to in my life? What's the big picture vision he has for me? So for me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I use a yearly filter. For the word I feel like God gave me for the year, the direction I feel like he gave me for the year of 2022 this year, which is 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And just keeps help, helps me keep navigating toward that vision and goal. Then I use a monthly filter, usually coming from our monthly message every month. This month, my filter is confidence through praise, through consistently praising God. It builds our confidence in him. We get to that place of more confident faith. And then finally, I use a weekly filter. Different times of the year, God's got different reminders for us. This time of year is a reminder to embrace challenges. 
Challenges sometimes come our way. It's a reminder to embrace them and just rely and trust on God to navigate us through those challenges. And those filters just help us to navigate, stay on track with him, help us to make decisions by as we go throughout the day. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and then to magnify what went well today. What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind. Just begin to write those things down. And then we're going to stay tuned in and connected with him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection, just take one to two minutes. Just slow down. Get aware of his presence with you. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then our fourth fun, we've got to do what we know to do today. The final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Not the things I'm unsure of or uncertain on. What do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So I began to start my days that way. The very first words out of my mouth. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him, start walking out that plan of full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. Make things happen in our life that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at the scripture today. I'm just thinking about resistance training. I just This thought of just resistance training, resistance training kept coming to mind. And as I was thinking about this, I was reminded of this verse. James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, submit yourselves then to God. So first we got to submit. What's that mean? We make him Lord. He's the boss. All right, God, you're in charge. You're the Lord of my life. You are the boss. I'm going to submit myself to you. I'm going to submit my desires, my life to you. You know the plan. You know the direction. I'm following after you. And then he says, resist the devil. Now, this is, this is kind of a command. Resist the, resist the devil. If he's telling us to do this, it means we have the strength to do it. But it probably also means we have the strength to do it when we're in him. We need his help to do it. Submit yourselves to the devil. Then, re, then submit yourselves to God. Then resist the devil. And he will flee from you. So I feel like what God's saying is we need to do some resistance training. Submitting ourselves to God, then we've got to do some resistance training. Let's resist him and he'll flee from us. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. We're just so thankful to have you in our lives. Thankful that we can submit to you, that we can trust you. 
that you are good, you are true, you are love, you got an amazing plan for our life, you know what's best for us, that we can submit ourselves to you. And you tell us to resist the devil. We're asking for your help with that, to help us to resist him the way you intended so that he flees from us. Asking you to teach us about this and help us to grow in this from this point on in our life. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. God sent us his one and only son to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us, to reconnect us back to him. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself. He submitted what he wanted to do to God, willing to humble himself even unto death on a cross for us. And the cup of God's wrath was poured onto the body of Jesus. It was a turning point for all time in the whole history of the world, the turning point for all time. The cup of God's wrath being poured onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. But that was the turning point. From that point on, things began to change. Jesus is raised up from the dead. He's resurrected from the grave. And not only that, he's raised up and he's seated at God's right hand in heaven. And that same victorious power that raised him from the dead wants to resurrect our lives and seat us in heavenly places with him. That same victorious power is living on the inside of us. He connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. He sits us in heavenly places with him. All through his one sacrifice. Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness, transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of God's dear son. No, he's the Lord. He's the king. And he's a great king. He's a great king. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this new covenant, this blood-sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's working for our good. Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Health and fitness stuff. Resistance training. What are we training? We're being able to fight against more resistance in our body. You have external resistance gravity or weights or whatever it may be, the ability to continue moving forward. Sometimes it's the ability to maintain your body's positioning under resistance. Sometimes it's the ability to move forward through it. So think of moving through challenges and obstacles and being able to do that at a greater level. This training of our physical bodies, I believe, is meant to be a reminder of how to resist spiritually as well. Building the body up. One of the ways we make the body healthy and beautiful through resistance training. 
But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.